So hi, welcome to the Good Noise Podcast. I'm Shane. I'm Glory. And we're here with... Victoria Bark. And we're going to ask her some questions today about her upcoming album, The Parts I Dread. So congrats on that, by the way. How do you feel about the response to the announcement so far? I... Thank you so much. I'm so excited. Um, it's been such an overwhelmingly positive response. Um, I'm really glad that I'm able to say freely, freely that like the album is coming because for the <laughs> listeners, last time we had to edit the episode in three different spaces. Yeah, I leaked the album when I was not supposed to. <laughs> it feels so great to finally speak about the album and not have to cut mm-hmm. anything out this time. We can just exactly talk about it as much as we want. It's great. <laughs> Perfect. No secrets. I have no more secrets left to give. That's perfect. Okay. All right. Good. Um, so, is there any meaning behind the album title or cover art? Yeah. So the album title comes from um, "Demarest," which is the next single um, coming out on March sixteenth, and um, it in the line in the song, it's. Um, it says like there's more to you than the parts I dread so like more to someone than their worst parts but also if you think about parts as like Anthony Bourdain's like parts unknown like it's also talking about geographic place Um, so kind of using that to talk about both like these physical and emotional places that I'm dreading of exploring or like um, so and that ties with like the whole theme of the album. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, as for the album art, my friend Danny uh, Savando did like a beautiful watercolor painting. Um, I don't know if it has like a specific meaning, but I like that it's like um, an illustrated like portrait of me in a way that's like more detailed than like the one for my first EP. So I think like to also like reflect that like growth and development and like growing clarity in the project, um, I think is really cool and special. Cover art is very sick, nice. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, can you tell us a little bit about your writing process for this album? Yeah, um, writing this was very slow, very long. I'm literally like a two to three song a year kind of person. Oh, wow. God. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, just like truly, just like nothing and then everything. So, mm-hmm. it took me two and a half years to write eight songs. And it's like, <laughs> meanwhile, there's <laughs> like. I hope the label doesn't expect you to pump out an album next year because it ain't gonna happen. Yeah, that's <laughs> yes. <laughs> like it's so funny. Like I've been in some emails with them and they're just like, yeah, let's let's think about more projects. And I'm just like, what what support do you need? And I was just like, more time. Yeah. Yeah, no, literally. And it's like, uh, I don't know. It just takes me a long time to process things and like a long time to you know get them in in the proverbial like salmon tube of from the sky into the proverbial ocean mm-hmm. um and like yeah so it took a long time to just sort it out and write it um but then a lot of writing was just like having lyrics and then having bass lines and then just like matching them separately with a melody and then fleshing out the like production ideas with my band um yeah and so that's kind of how all of it came together um very slowly and steadily (laughs) since you write songs so slow did you have any tracks that you cut off the album or like was it all the songs you wrote over the past two and a half years or what the ones that you put on the album yeah there's like no songs that i cut (laughs) (laughs) i cut 
My other secret is I Can't Bike is so old that it could have been on the EP that came out in 2018. I think you told us that when we spoke about <laughs> yeah. the song. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, like, literally, like, no song was cut. Um, so I'm trying to, like, not do that for the next one. Like, I'd like to have, you know, something to pare down from. But then I don't want that to mean, like, it's going to take five years instead of <laughs> oh. <it>. So, yeah. <laughs> Wait, okay. have you started writing yet? I know the album isn't even out yet, but have you tried to get like a, a jump start on that? Yeah, so I've written some new stuff. Um they are like there's a few demos just like out there floating around on compilations of new stuff. Um but yeah, still like in the process of like trying to write and like I'm so bad at writing on tour, so it's just going to be like, yeah, I'm not going to have anything for 2 months. Thanks. <laughs> like <laughs> So I want you to tell us your favorite lyric off this album and the meaning behind it. Ooh, so my favorite lyric is actually the one with the album title, but I will choose a different one for okay. this segment. And ooh, this is a good one. Um, okay, so my favorite lyric that isn't the one with the album title um, comes from the fourth song on the record, Bloodline 2. And it's like in the second verse, um, it's, I can't explain how I'm acting hidden in a cover song. And it sounds very like, I don't know, unassuming on its own, but the hidden like Joker meaning in that is also like, um, I recorded nothing feels good by the promise ring as a like band camp bonus cover, like, um, bonus track. So, but in the song, one of the lyrics is, I don't go to college anymore. Mm -hmm. And because I'm like done with school, like the, the many layers that circle around that. And like, I thought about that as I was like, um, writing and recording that song that whatever like cover I was going to do for the bonus track was going to have some like connection to my life or the album or anything like that. Oh, okay. cool. Mm -hmm. Um, so how did the track list for the album come about? Did you write the opener be the opener, closer be a closer? Did you shuffle it around, see what fits? What was that process like? Kind of a mix of both. So I would say every song but Out and Bloodline 2 were written kind of with no concept of an album in mind. Mm -hmm. And slowly as I was like, okay, I think I'm close to getting an album together, I started like putting them in an order, like figuring out a track list from there and then being like, okay, I need two more songs in the middle. And then I wrote two songs through the middle. And then that was, I was just like, there's the album. Okay, fair <laughs> <enough>. <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, so we know that this album was written over a course of a couple of years, but if you can remember, would you be able to tell us where your general headspace was at while you were creating it? Yeah, definitely. I would say a lot of it, um, kind of follows like a pattern of like feeling um like kind of caught off guard by this move to Wyoming and kind of over the few years like working through that working through those ideas and then also looking at these other songs that are about like New Jersey and about Iowa um and kind of folding those in um to what it means and then yeah the last two songs so bloodline two and out that were written for the record 
um, out is kind of about nothing, so that's sick. <laughs> um, I was just, like, I was just like, I just want to write like a loud and slow, heavy song, and like, I think these lyrics, like, just like fuck them, you know, just like we're gonna yeah. write what sounds cool. Fair enough. Um, and mm-hmm. then Bloodline Two is also like tying in some making the like theme of like moving out west to Wyoming a little more concrete, and some of the like familial and like relational ties themes throughout the album a little more clear as well so yeah <laughs> makes sense mm-hmm. all right perfect uh so how do you recommend your fans to listen to this album for the first time do they do it in the car with friends in the dark with headphones on is it a party album workout album what do you personally recommend i would say uh playing it in a car like on a long drive from start to finish is such a good way to listen to the record um i think it kind of follows a really nice arc in that time and yeah either with friends or alone it's a great album to drive to all right perfect uh, so this one should be super super quick off the top of your head i want you to describe this album for new listeners in three words no more no less no more and no less here we go mm-hmm. um it's dynamic okay it's unexpected and it's Ooh. very lyrical Lyrical there you go. As one word. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. That was perfect. Um, so in that same train of thought, is there a certain feeling or emotion you want your listeners to have while going through the album? Nothing specific. Um, I would like listeners to take what they take from it and remember that like home doesn't have to be like one place or a place. Um, and it can be kind of like whatever you want it to be. I like that. That's good. It's very wholesome. God, all right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want for my next album to like turn into like uh have have my heel turn and just be a complete villain. So <laughs> oh, I love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so what is your favorite memory that you made while creating this album? That's a good question. Um Honestly, like recording it was so fun. I recorded it with my friends Gavin Kane and Jason Ross over um, January 2021. And it was like my winter break of college. And we basically woke up every day at nine, hopped on Zoom and then, you know, to check in. And then we went and recorded all the stuff, uploaded the files and really treated it like work, um, which was so cool to like do that with my own music in the time that I had. So you recorded this this whole thing like socially distanced from everyone? Yes. Yeah, so we all recorded in our separate homes. Um, and then I have two features, um, one from my friend Lauren Black, who writes and records as Lou, and my friend Michael Elron of Dolly Spartans. Um, and yeah, everyone just like uploaded stuff to like a Google Drive and stems and then Gavin mixed all of it. So we never met in person to record any of this record. Okay. Wow. That's, That's cool. impressive. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so picture this. You're on tour. You're at a gas station for a rest stop. What is your snack of choice? Okay. So this question I've had to think about a lot in my day-to-day living. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to think about it a lot over these next couple of months. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like I think by the end of this, I'm going to have the perfect like gas station pick. Mm-hmm. So much of it depends on like mood time of day um i will say the one thing that i that stands out to me that i got on this last tour that did cure me a little bit it was for breakfast 
like an 11 a.m. breakfast. It was one banana and one small Red Bull. Um, and then I <laughs> oh immediately went to bed after consuming it. <laughs> and then I woke up and I was just like, I feel fantastic. So. Wow. So that's okay. the secret meal on, on door. Exactly. Yeah. Hangover cure. You know, banana and Red Bull. <laughs> but it's fucked up that you were trusting gas station fruit. That That's the most fucked up part of this. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm glad it worked Honestly, for you, but that's fucked up. <laughs> more so than the, the Red Bull with the banana yeah. and the Red Bull at 11 a.m. Yeah, I mean, it's a little crazy, but, you know, desperate times call for desperate measures. <laughs> You're right. Fair You're enough. Right. <laughs> uh, so if the project was a dish, what dish would the project be? Oh my gosh. Shit. I thought I was so ready for this interview. And then there's curveballs like this. Like, oh yeah. I don't know. Okay. I think it's like a big pot of soup. And you can like put a lot of different things in it. You can add some spice. You can add some potatoes, kale, corn, um, vegetable broth, I guess, some cream. And, but like you can add kind of whatever you want to it. Yeah. Okay. That's perfect. I like that. Um, So for the last couple of questions, we're going to shift completely away from music. So if you could be one animal for the rest of your life, what animal would you be and why? I would be a goat. Um, I've gotten very into goats recently. After, After like the two car accidents I got last year, I got a stuffed animal goat. And then I got another one so I could have one come on tour with me, but not worry about losing the first one. <laughs> I got my first tattoo, which is that goat. That's oh. sick. <laughs> and then on my birthday on this tour, which is March 19th, we're staying at my friend's parents' goat farm in Omaha. <laughs> This is amazing. I'm so happy for you. Oh I'm goats. going to cry like it's spring, so that's usually when they say there's like babies being born. Uh-oh. So I I think if I spend like two nights on a goat farm on my birthday and like meet a little baby, like I'm never leaving. You're like, going to kidnap that baby goat. I'm literally going to kidnap that baby goat and stick it in my bag and bring it on tour and <laughs> It's just going to happen. It's living in the van Sorry, now. <laughs> exactly, yeah. You know? <laughs> it's like, but Victoria, so- we don't have time to stop again for the goat to poop. Like, <laughs> It's fine. Just get him a little diaper. Be perfect. <laughs> a little goat diaper. That would be so cute. It would be I need you to get a goat now. This, is, this isn't a joke yeah. anymore. I need you to get it's a goat. It's not a joke. Get her. <laughs> exactly. So, if you could have lunch with any celebrity or artist, dead or alive, who would it be and why? I would love to have lunch with Mitski, like, in a very chill way. Like, I think there's a lot of people online who, like, turn her into this, like, savior, kind of, or, like, people who call her mommy at shows, and it's, (laughs) like, like, too much. Like, I think she just needs a break, and I just want to, like be a friend and just be like hey like how's it going and i feel like she has a lot of really beautiful things to say about music and i just want to like pick her brain about writing and um and yeah that would be who i want to hang out with in a not in a very private environment so no one can heckle her (laughs) yeah sure i think that's like part of the reason why like her management runs her twitter which is the smartest idea ever because she'll just get called mommy and i mean she probably does anyway in the replies but at least she doesn't see it 
So that's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> gotta gotta set some boundaries, you know. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> um so for this last question, boom, you're on a desert island, you can bring one movie, one person, and one album. Who and what are you bringing? Okay. Does it have to be a movie? Can I bring TV? Sure. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay. I am going to bring a box set of every season of Survivor. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Perfect. Um, yep, all 42, even the bad ones. Um, yeah, it's, I mean, I guess I don't have to watch that if I'm on a desert island. Like, that's just living Survivor. Yeah, you'll, you'll be um, living it. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it, maybe it, it'll be nice. Maybe I you love get some Survivor. pointers or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. like they, there's some inform- helpful information on like how to start a fire, what mm-hmm. not to eat, I guess. Um, and then you said album and person. Person. This is tough. Person, I would bring my mom. Okay. She's very resourceful and love hanging out. Um, would definitely need my mom there. And album. Oh my god, what album would I bring? I'd probably bring Planet Eye by Squirrel Flower. <laughs> okay. okay. All right. Fair yeah, enough. Yeah. Just to reminisce about my life. <laughs> all right. <laughs> um, so as I said, that's all the questions you have today. Is there anything that you would like to plug? Um, Check out The Parts I Dread by Pictoria Vark out now on Get Better Records or out on April 8th. Um, whenever we don't know, you we don't know when this comes out, this, we don't <laughs> know when weeks. this comes out. So mm-hmm. for, you know, future you, um, it comes out on April 8th. And please check out Gavin Kane's music and uh, Jason Ross's band, uh, Moon Sandland. All right. Uh, well, thank you for Snell. That's been Victoria Vark, and we have been the Good Noise Podcast. <laughs>